Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. My name's Olivia Agar. Thanks for listening into episode 224. Merino enthusiasts, today's episode is for you. We're shining a spotlight on the Southern Tablelands Flock U Championship today, which took place a couple of weeks ago. Now, Ali Jaffrey is Wool Area Manager for Nutrien Ag Solutions based in Crookwall in central New South Wales and has been a big part of these U competitions. So she's joining us on the podcast today to share what these competitions are all about, what the learnings are and how the benchmarking, the knowledge sharing and the networking opportunities are helping to drive success in breeding and management of a flock. Before we jump into the episode, here's a few quick highlights from commodity markets this week. The autumn rainfall outlook release by the bomb and a lurking warning of El Nino was making many of us feel a bit uncertain about the season ahead, but pretty widespread rain over the week and more on the forecast ahead has provided a very welcome boost to confidence that many regions will have an early start to the winter cropping season. Now Growers will be ramping up their preparations ahead of planting now in the south and east and early seeding is underway in WA. The rains also sparked up the stall lamb and sheep market with prices improving this week, even with larger volumes coming through the sale yards than the week prior. On the cattle front, supply out of the north is still pretty constrained by the ongoing wet conditions though. That's it from me today. Enjoy the episode with Robert Herman and Ali Jaffrey. Yes. Hi, Ali. And uh, Ali, welcome to Commodity Conversations. Um, it's fantastic to have you on board. As Liv said, you're um, you're based in central New South Wales or in that region. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit about um, where you are and and what sort of merino flocks are around your area before we start talking about this Uwena competition? So, well, I suppose in the Crookwell area, we have everything. So we have everything from uh, ultra-fine uh, clips for studs um, and a few commercials that are in that ultra fine, super fine categories through to um, plenty of, you know, 18, 19 micron wools uh, and then plenty of crossbreds as well. So it's quite a diverse mix. Um, it's not necessarily one type in this area. Now, that sounds a lot like what's happening across Australia with um, mm. different sheep flocks. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Ali. What's your favourite? Uh, I'm a bread and butter wool. Yeah. I like something that's going to cut wool. I like a nice bright white fleece. I think that's a um a crookle thing here. We're very known for high yields, low VM, good strength, 80, 90 mils, um, and about 18 micron. And I'd be very happy every day if there's lots and lots of bales of it. Yeah, and look, that that's a, that's a really wonderful product you've just described. So what the reason we want to talk to you is because um We've just seen the uh, completion of uh, your Uwena competition. Can you just tell us a little bit about where it's based and uh, how many flocks are involved and what are they? Um, what are these sort of farmers breeding who are entering in this uh, in this competition? So the one that I'm involved in mainly is called the Southern Tablelands Flock U Championship, which is quite the name. Um, but we pretty much just refer to it as our regional U Comp. And it comprises the top two flocks from four other um, Merino U competitions that we hold in this area. So Borua, Taralga, Crookwall and Gunning. 
Um, it's been, this year was our eighth year. So we've done sort of two full rounds, a different town hosts every year. So it's a different order every year. We have two judges and associate come every year. They, um, they come and look at all of those use we do it all on farm and it's just your classed in made in merino use so like the rams might be in or the rams might be about to go in but they haven't actually had a lamb yet they're generally the same tag uh color if that makes sense like lots of the different ucops have different rules about who's in who's out what maybe they've got to have two tooth, maybe they can have four up, that kind of thing. So um every competition runs a bit differently, but that's how ours runs. Uh and yeah, it's a pretty good day. We did about three hundred Ks roughly for the day and visited eight different farms. Uh, as well as with that, we run a junior judging competition. So we had five schools come, about sixty students from between the five schools. They get a careers talk, they get to learn about um, all the terminology and they do that with AWI and New South Wales Stud Breeders and all of our volunteers that go and help on the day as well. And then they join the competition in the afternoon after they've had a big morning learning. And it's just incredible to see how much they pick up and we hope that they then consider a career in agriculture as part of that. Or even in with Marinos, Ali. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> how- I imagine you said it's been going for eight years Mm -hmm. and um, I imagine now there's a lot more focus on uh, estimated breeding values and things like that, or is that not something that gets in? It's interesting because it is quite a commercial focus. This is probably quite a traditional area. So we do talk about ASBVs a bit um, and that's mainly to do with ram selection. So that's where that sort of comes in. Where are they buying this? rams from uh what asbvs are they looking at when they do that um it's not necessarily a major focus i wouldn't say in some other areas it might be different like in new south wales there's probably i think off the top of my head there'd be 18 different merino u competitions across the state so you know different areas have different focus points as well so um you've been involved for the whole period haven't you for the eight years uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I they had talked about it for a while and I was sort of involved with our crookle competition, but I, through work, was attending the other ones in the area anyway. Gunning was probably the youngest competition, so we waited until it was probably two or three years old before we started the regional because we wanted them to be a part of it because um, otherwise we were pretty much going to drive past there's a lot of blokes that work together in that area that all know each other as well. So you sort of had this small town rivalry um, and com- comradeship, I suppose, of yeah. all of them wanting to do something together and do an event together. And then I was just the person to help coordinate all of that. Well, uh, I think you've just undersold a little bit your role because I do know <laughs> that you're, you're, you're probably the driving force there, Ali. So I'm talking to Ali Jaffrey today, who is uh, the Nutrient Ag Solutions Wool Area Manager. Is that your official title in, in Crookwell um, in New South Wales? And we're talking about uh, this um, recent um, UWENAC competition. Um, what what would you say is the objective of the competition, Ali? What, what was, what's the purpose of, of having these? 
It's essentially a benchmarking tool, I guess. You know, you're comparing commercial use with commercial use in a similar area, not necessarily the same bloodlines or run under the same conditions of management or seasonally. But um, you can go on farm, look at other people's sheep, compare that to what you're doing back home on your own, uh, all those different management decisions that are being made, as well as looking at that commercial aspect of a bloodline from a stud stock perspective uh, you can go to say southwest slopes field days here at harden and look at 60 different studs but you can't see the end commercial result of what you could lead to from picking from that stud and even within a competition um, you could certainly have more than one flock from a particular bloodline and they could be different because they've chosen different you know, breeding objectives out of that stud. So mainly it's a benchmarking tool, I would say. It's all about discussion to do with management, seasonality. Um, there's a lot of funny things that happen throughout the day. It's a really big social aspect for everybody involved. So like this year, there was going to be a speaker at lunchtime and there's not a chance you would have got everybody's attention because everyone's too busy chatting yeah. and catching up with old mates and meeting new people and all of that networking that happens. It's really important. We all know farmers don't necessarily get off the farm enough, um, but this is a great opportunity to do that a couple of days a year. It's fantastic talking to you about this. I imagine um, there's been some things happen over this period of time um, that have got people thinking differently about their merinos. What are some of the things you've noticed that they've picked up? Every year there's something different. So I think when we, if you think back to the drought years, they, we would go to some places and maybe they were lot feeding. So that was a massive interest to everybody. You know, how did they set that up? What was the infrastructure? What was the cost? Should they have done it earlier? What was the numbers in a pen? How big was the pen? Or were they trail feeding or, you know, like just little things that they want to know so that next time if we go into that again, they will be prepared. Um, Stewie Hodgson at Taralga this year, he made a comment about uh, what we've learned over the UCOMs and some of the main points that keep coming up were the impact of buying from a recognised stud um, and the impact that can have on your flock by buying top genetics, uh, using an outside classer. So, you know, you need that outside perspective when you're looking at your own sheep because we're all a bit biased, aren't we? <laughs> um, whether that be, you know, your stud breeder, um, someone privately, you, anybody really. Uh, and then um, the importance of feeding young sheep. So, it's been a big impact, everybody. A lot of flocks now probably look at um, imprint feeding when they're young, the importance of looking after those young sheep for the longevity. Um, there's a lot of talk about anything to do with management-wise. Are they scanning, you know, dry use going back into the flock? Why? That kind of thing. So it's been really impactful, I think, to see people's businesses grow as a result of it. Ali, have you noticed any changes in in the in the sheep and the flock and the wool i guess um and i know eight years is not a long period of time in sheep breeding but are people sort of picking up things that they're going to change in their type of sheep or their uh, way they um you know they structure their flocks 
Uh, yeah, I think we've definitely seen it. I think, you know, like our regional UCOMP's only been running for eight years, but some of these more established local competitions have been running for 20 plus years. So it's interesting to see. I think my favourite thing to follow is a young flock, you know. There's uh, some brothers that are in their 20s that we were in this year for the first time. It's probably only the second time those made in Merino U's had been classed up. They're in that stage of trying to breed numbers, have class views, and how that's going to develop forward. Our winner from this year, Campbell Bassnet from Narragunda at Gunning, he said when he was speaking on farm about how he's just taken on board all of the judges' comments every year, and he considers that in every decision he makes, in the rams that he chooses, the ewes that he pulls out and the ewes that they keep in when they're classing and how that's then just sweetened those sheep up every year. And then, you know, he can continue to improve. There's always something to be done. So Sally Martin from Sheep Metrics was one of our judges this year. And you mentioned ASBVs before, Rob, and she spoke about, you know, well, these are the things that you can focus in on now in your ram selection that'll just be, I suppose, the one percenters that'll keep improving that flock from the point where they are. Ali, I'm I'm really impressed listening to you because um, what comes through is um, is not only your depth of knowledge, but um, your um, your real feeling for the merino industry and the wool industry, and that's something that I I just love, and uh, and I think also we, what we can extrapolate from that, Ali, and and not to embarrass you is that. Not only are you a real asset for the nutrient ag solutions in that region, but certainly for the merino industry and the wool industry. I know these competitions need passionate people who put the hard yards in, and 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 I know that you're a driver of all that. What do you see next for the competition? How do you see this evolving? Uh, this will be my last year coordinating, so I'm hoping that some fresh faces um, coming on board will bring some new ideas with them yep. as well. So it's something that you do need new people to be involved in, and I'm sure across New South Wales it's the same story. Um, there's a lot of familiar faces that have been driving the competition for years, and everybody would love for some new people to get involved and push those competitions to the next level, I guess. It's an, it's an interesting space because um, often the people on the committee are on other committees together. For our area, a lot of our competitions are run with our local show societies. So the competitions are run on farm for a day or two, and then they go to the local show and the finalists and the winner are actually announced at the local show. And that's a really big draw card for those local shows. And these subcommittees can really drive that. So it's a powerful thing, but we do need more people to be involved and that'll keep evolving. And the other thing is that the actual, com there is a national body as such called the Commercial Merino U Competitions Association. And they have a seat on the AWI, WICP panel, the um, Wool Industry Consultative Panel. So that voice actually gives a voice to all of those commercial growers straight to AWI. And I think that's something that we will see continue to develop into the future. Well, Ali, I think you're certainly doing your job and your point about getting um, young people in is really relevant and, and really important. We're at a good time though, because people are suddenly excited about being in agriculture and coming back to it. 
Abby, fantastic to talk to you. I, I feel very honoured that you've given us a little bit of time today on Commodity Conversations. Um, all the best uh, in your last year as the coordinator, but I'm sure you'll probably just be keeping a, a bit of an eye on things <laughs> as they go forward. Yeah, they won't get rid of me that easy. I love <laughs> it too much. <laughs> Good on you, Abby, and thanks again. Thank you, Robert.